Hi, I'm Mark Swanton. I'm the assistant project manager for the Solo District. Uh, I'm Kevin Welsh. I was the lead project manager for Solo Phase 2 office. We're standing right by the main entrance of Solo, where you can see a lot of the, the different wood elements coming up. Um, and you, you watch kind of the facade climb up before it, it comes back in and follows the contour of the residential portion of the building. So we are looking at some of the uh, retail stores at the main level. I think it's a uh, really well-connected uh, community here, so uh, you can work in the office tower and also come down and run some errands on your lunch break or right after work. So what LEED recognizes with, with a well-connected community is a reduced dependence on single occupancy cars, uh, which ultimately reduces greenhouse gases and stuff like that. What they really want to support is people living, working, and playing all within the same area. Now we're standing in the main office lobby. So this is where we have our feature wood ceiling. This is a 100% FSC certified wood product and help us gain some of our points to achieve 95% uh, FSC wood in the project. So the site we're on right now is, is actually a, a previously developed site, which we've densified to kind of increase the amount of people we have per square kilometer, which is a really uh, elaborate way of saying it. It reduces the amount of energy and, and people dispersed across a large amount of, of natural ecology and kind of reduces urban sprawl. Um, so standing in the lobby here and you look out the window and you can see the Brentwood Skytrain station, um, being able to offer the tenants of this building um, access to over 200 transit rides per day really does suggest a strong commitment to a carless commuter. There's a bus or a train that stops within 400 meters of this location at least 200 plus times a day. So this property is actually situated on a previous brown site. Uh, it was a gas station before the construction of the office, so we have helped to mitigate soil contaminants. All right, so let's head downstairs and look at the geothermal equipment. We are now down on level P4, and we are looking at the geoexchange system. So in this project, we had 160 boreholes that dug three, 200 feet into the ground. And this goes from all the way down at the very bottom of the project to the very top at 600 feet. So the geoexchange system uses the ground to moderate the temperature of the water flowing through the building. This allows for uh, much more efficient and uh, cost-effective ways of maintaining the indoor climate of the building, whether we're heating it or cooling it. The, the system acts basically like a battery so that in the winter you don't have to use as much heat for water and in the summer you don't have to use as much cooling. So there's two different components to the heating system. The first is the ambient loop, which allows um, the heating load from residential to be transferred to the office or vice versa because the two building occupancy types traditionally have mismatching loads. So the office will need heating when the residential needs cooling and they can move the heat around that way. Um, and then in addition to that, we have on the office levels um, basically fan coils with variable variable refrigerant flows, which allows us to introduce the correct volume of, of heat by refrigerant to suit the, the demand at that specific time, which allows for a more efficient use of the fan coil. So as we move through the lower parkade here, all of the lighting is on sensors so that the lights aren't on when people aren't occupying the space. 
So we are currently on P4, and we are looking at our irrigation cistern. So this is a large vault that collects rainwater and redistributes it through the irrigation system, so that we reduce our amount of water consumption to keep our plants uh, to keep our plants watered. In the context of irrigation demand, it's 100% offset. So we're using no potable water for irrigation in the building. All right, so we are now on level P1, and you will find here our carpool parking stalls. So these are exclusively reserved for uh, carpool users, and we have 15 stalls uh, dedicated to carpool. And if you look on the wall, you'll see uh, electric vehicle charging stations. We have a total of 23 charging stations here dedicated to the office. If you look directly across from the charging stations on P1, you will see one of several bike rooms uh, behind the chain link fence. We have a total of 76 secure bike storage units. We also have an end-of-trip facility for cycle commuters, which includes showers, changing rooms, and lockers for any users that want to use the facility after they've uh, biked to work. Let's go up to level 8 now, and we can take a look at a standard office floor. So here we are on level 8, and as soon as you step onto the floor, you can see that you have floor to ceiling windows, which gives an excellent panorama of the Burnaby skyline. You have 360 degree views of the North Shore Mountains, uh, the ocean, Mount Baker. So really good light exposure in these spaces. The windows here uh, have excellent properties, a 24% reduction in, in heating from the sun. The Solo Altus office has targeted excellent indoor air quality. Uh, one of the measures that we've taken uh, is CO2 monitoring. So there are CO2 monitors to ensure that the air coming into the space uh, has a certain threshold of CO2. If it, it reaches beyond that threshold, there will be an alarm that will reset the system and will alert the occupants that it has gotten too high in the space. We also have operable windows throughout the office floor, so this allows occupants to control the interior temperature of the space without having to rely on the heating or air conditioning facility. So fresh air or makeup air is treated through a MERV-13 filter, which is basically improved particulate removal. And so what that does is it's, it's helping to provide people with as much fresh air as possible uh, while also maintaining energy performance. From the centralized facility, the air is distributed to 18 separate fan coils on the floor. Each climate zone can be independently controlled based on the occupant's preference. To further support the, the improved indoor environment within the building, construction activities were sequenced in such a fashion where you know, dust-intensive activities or VOC-emitting products were not applied in the immediate vicinity of any other materials that could be soaking up those, those possibly toxic chemicals. Uh, what this means is that when occupants move into their space, they're ultimately at a lower risk of exposure to, to the types of chemicals and products that you see in, in traditional construction, even after they've moved in. So the Altus office ha is targeting a core and shell lead platinum certification, but we have also tried to inspire the tenants to follow in the same path, and we have issued guidelines for tenants to follow so that 
their programs do not compromise uh, some of the lead components which we've strived for in the core and the shell. We see uh, water efficiency uh, being a high priority for tenants. Uh, we see the indoor air quality being a big component as well. Oh, also uh, lighting power density so that uh, we're not using inefficient lighting for tenant spaces. We are currently looking west from level 8 down to our green roof facility on level 3. This green roof, as you can see, has multiple sedum gardens on top of the staircases, barbecue area, and the mechanical room at the northwest corner of the building. You can also see our sports court arena, and this will inspire the tenants and the occupants to uh, enjoy their outdoor lifestyle by taking part in activities like ball hockey, volleyball, uh, or any other things that they can do on the sports court. So what the green roof acts as is effectively a, a mitigator of urban heat island effects, which in the context of a dense urban setting means that you have less solar radiation heating up hard materials like concrete and stone, and then staying hot, which can have larger implications on both the urban center as well as the local ecology, um, like the plants and stuff like that, that, that need a certain temperature range to survive. It is part of a stormwater management strategy as well. Um, any opportunity to collect stormwater and basically infiltrate it into the soil on the roof was used first as kind of a passive strategy to stormwater management. So we're in the washroom right now. Um, and what we're looking at is actually an ultra-high efficiency commercial dual flush toilet. Uh, what's unique about this toilet is it's actually a tanked toilet, which allows you to flush at a 4.2 liter per flush or a 3. In typical commercial buildings, we see a, a pressure-based commercial flush valve. And what that limits us to is basically a 6 or 3 liter per flush combination, which isn't enough to demonstrate a significant amount of wastewater reduction. But with the fixture that they've selected in this building, we're able to reduce the amount of potable water we use for waste conveyance by 50% with the fixture selection alone. Uh, the contractor and design team worked really hard together to try to find local and quickly renewable and recyclable materials to use on the project. So this reduces the need for long-distance travel, which puts uh, a big strain on um, the fossil fuel component of getting the materials to the site. Uh, so the contract team especially worked with uh, the steel contractor to get their steel from Seattle. It's also a 97% recycled material. Uh, our concrete also, it comes from 25% recycled material. Um, also, we tried to reduce our amount of waste on this job as much as possible. We ended up with an 84% reduction in waste going to landfills and made sure that they were going to recycled facilities that were local. So with buildings of this scale, especially with such large glazing ratios and you're dealing with tenant fit-outs and different elements there, um, the maintainability of the building and the quality with which it's constructed has a major impact on both the energy performance as well as the life cycle impacts of that building. So with Solo Altus Office, what they strove for is really improved air tightness. That extra effort will ultimately help to improve the building's performance 
and maintain that performance longer than what you'd see in a, a typical commercial construction. Something else to be acknowledged with just the way the building was built was the, the durability component of it. So the assemblies from, from the glazing and, and the way it's fashioned to the concrete and then even just the concrete and steel construction of the building in general was all meant to be a hardy building with, a, with an overall life cycle of, of well beyond, you know, 50 to 60 years, which supports a better focus on keeping the energy we put into constructing buildings there longer to get more out of that over the life of the building. So another great uh, energy efficient portion of this building are the solar panels up on level 50 and level 51. We have 131 of the solar panels. Um, They have over 18,000 kilowatts per hour of electricity per year that they generate for the building. So this helps to offset uh, some of the electrical consumption that, uh, that's needed to power the building. We work with a fair number of commercial office buildings uh, in both Burnaby and Vancouver, and we're starting to see a major lead towards um, the more sustainable building design, not just driven by code, but also by market. And it's, it's clear that buildings like this and, and uh, commitment to platinum as a driver to attract those, those tenants is a very clear indicator of that, and I think that it's it's really really positive to see, you know, a market-driven commercial building also achieve lead platinum and deliver that both cost-effectively and uh, and you know feasibly, I guess. On a personal level, uh, this is my first lead project, so it was quite a catapult to go from uh, no lead exposure to working on a, a platinum building. Uh, I've learned so much over the process, and it's just been really uh, it's it's been quite a quite a pleasure to work with um, with Kevin on this one, and uh, yeah, learn lots. <laughs>